Brandt had a bit of space for himself. Brandt, and what a chance! It's finished by Mukoko! Of Dortmund masterwork. It is a piece of masterwork! Adeyemi into the area, rounds the goalkeeper, and it! A one-man counter-attack! Coming straight back with Mane! Hey, welcome back to the BVB Podcast. My name's Jake, joined as always by Carver. How's it going, man? How are you doing? Doing well. Three and three now, so... I mean, it's against relegation-level teams, but three and three, doing well. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, and uh, quick apologies on the the gap, uh, the break that we took doing an episode... Um, I, I was, I was on a, a work trip, which I mean, we recorded the last episode while I was on my work trip, but while I was on that trip, my phone just stopped working completely. So I was without a phone for about a week, which threw a bunch of stuff off. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of traveling, a lot of stuff going on. So we apologize for the, the spontaneous break, right? As we got back into things. Um, but yeah, I'm besides that now I officially have a phone as of today. So, so I got my phone back. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, Dor- Dortmund's crew. I don't want to say cruising yet, but they're looking pretty good, having a pretty good start to the the year, which is which is uh, great, better than we could could have expected and, and thought was how the, the start of the restart of the season was going to go. But yep, and then uh, right off the bat too, I just want to give a, a shout out. There are uh, quite a few people who joined uh, after our last episode, but we did launch a Discord. Uh, we talk about it a lot about just getting connected with fellow Dortmund fans, and this is a really good way, uh, whether it's uh, connecting and meeting new fans locally or uh, meet new fans from across the country and across the world. Uh, we got a good group of people started there already, and we will have a link if you want to join our Discord in the description of this episode. I gave it a plug at the very end of last episode, so maybe you missed it, but if you want to join our Discord, uh, you can uh, join there. Carver, do you think, have anything on the Discord? Because I, I haven't been on in a while because losing my phone. I uh, <laughs> haven't haven't chimed in, but no, I haven't really either, but some people are joining from different fan groups around the world, so anyone's welcome. And again, you can find the link in the description of this episode. But uh, yeah, a couple games to recap. Um, and again, Car- Carver, I'm just, I lean on you a lot on this podcast anyways, but I'm really going to lean on you because no phone means I didn't take any notes. I just re-downloaded uh, FootMob like in the last five minutes. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to let you start. I don't remember... I remember the games, but I can't tell you off the top of the head who, who we played because I need to look at the schedule. Yeah, the two games we'll cover is against Cone, which we did a live stream for. Thank you for everyone who tuned in for that. That was a lot of fun. That was my first live stream I've ever done. So I was definitely working out the kinks during it, but it was very fun with engaging with each and every one of you that came in. Of course, Jacob, I, excuse me, Jake, your Jacob, Jake, from 50 <laughs> Plus Donner also joined as well. He had a blast. So thank you to uh, him for coming on and hanging out with us. We'll recap the Cone game a little bit and then also, of course, talk about the recent match against Bolcom at home. Uh, I guess Cone feels like a little long ago now, but we could talk a little bit about that to start off with. Uh, let's go through the lineup here because I forgot there was a lot of switches in the past few weeks. It feels like there's been a lot of illnesses this season. Like The injury crisis is still sort of here, but it's been a little bit better. But I feel like we've had so many 
illness crisis, I guess, if you want to call it that. Just yeah, these random was, viruses that have been going around. That's one thing I want to talk about too. Like, is this is something going on in uh, Dortmund specifically? Like, this has happened in more cases than not that, yeah, like you kind of get the illness. The thing about it too, it's like you get, it's kind of last minute. Um, you find out guys aren't at training and then, they're, or they're just suddenly not in the lineup because they picked up an illness. And it seems like this has been happen, happening pretty frequently in Dortmund. Right. So we've had, Koble, of course, was absent for the uh, Bochum game, but for the Kohn game, it was the, it was, well, both games, it was the same back four, which you have Monier right back, Sule as the right center back, Sula and Schlutterback as left center back. And then you have Matzen tearing up the left side of this back line and he's been everywhere. I mean, really on, against the ball on both sides of the ball, he's been everywhere. Uh, for this Kohn game, you have for the midfield trio of Sabitzer, Ozchan, and Brandt. And then the front three of Malin, Fulkug, and of course, Sancho back for starting 11, which I was predicting Right before that game, you know, I was thinking if he can't do all 90, then he can't do all 90, which is very expected. Uh, but you could see if he wanted to do 55 minutes to an hour and see what he can produce. And uh, he definitely had a lot of moments. But, yeah, that's our starting lineup. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was I called that, I think, in the, the prediction of the last episode. I did not think Sancho was going to get the start. I thought they were going to save him for the, the home game. Um, and just, I, I mean, we'll probably talk about both these games kind of in conjunction just as we recap both of them. And... Just Sancho off the bat. Well, I so this one, Chan was out for uh, sickness, I believe, um, unless there's a random injury. And I remember there was some chat uh, before I, I my phone died and I got bumped from the Discord. Uh, there was chat before about like a lot of joking going on that Sule starting at center back. Like, what? Why? Why on earth would we start Sule at center back? That doesn't make any sense um, because the the previous match was Chan uh, with Sule on the on the bench. So. Um, although we did see him, I think he subbed out at halftime. Did he like pick up a knock? I don't quite remember, but I think he picked up a knock. I can't remember if I read anything for to confirm or deny that, but I think it might have just yeah, it was either a fitness issue or a small tweak either way. But he was obviously good to go in the coming days after that. Yeah, because then we saw uh, Hendre uh, Blank uh, from Dortmund too, who uh, played the second half, uh, I believe. But on, on Sancho too, I did want to touch on Sancho. Um, how dumb does United look like how dumb do they look? Cause taking on this deal, like this loan deal, I know there's, there's a lot of mixed feelings because there's not the option to buy. Um, obviously he's, he's making a ton of money. And so like that, that's something you, you would need to figure out if we were to buy him. Um, I know they're, they're the downside of this. If like, we don't have an option to buy, uh, we were saying like he comes to Dortmund, like I don't, nobody expected him to just kick on so quickly. So the thought was like, he comes to Dortmund, regains form, and then United can just sell him to whoever else. And and I don't know if they'd make any, I doubt they would make any money, but be able to sell him um, at a higher fee than maybe we would be willing to pay. Uh, but I, I feel like this is almost backfired because it's like, we backfired for United because now it just looks like they're so, so, so stupid because for him to just come in and start, these last two matches and produce like immediately like he has been doing his work to to maintain his fitness because he's j- just jumped right in um i mean awesome for us but now i i'm sure everyone's really hoping that we are able to to sign him i, I don't know if that's the case but i just love that united look like idiots yeah and they're no stranger to that as well and with really any transfer they're always known for being a, a bit of a joke with that stuff but 
Ten Hag, of, of of course, too. I mean, it just seemed like they were at an impasse, those two, of Centro and Ten Hag. And, you know, he it can be very hard-headed and very uh, strict with how he runs his teams. So he got the, you know, the axe a while back. But, yeah, Sancho is, is obviously fitting in very well. He seems very happy to be here. Of course, again, the fitness and the sharpness is still not at 100%, but he's had a lot of lively moments, even outside of his debut. He's, like you said, contributing. He won the penalty here in this Colin game, putting the game heavily into our favor. And uh, he's, he's getting himself involved. So very happy so far. Yeah, I'm not sure. Again, we have a long way to go to see what, you know, it's going to be like with his future, whether he stays or not. But happy to have him here in the short term, at least. He really wanted to take that penalty, too. He was like begging for yes. to take that penalty. Uh, and then I thought maybe I thought maybe the uh, the Boca match, too. He Did he win that? No, it was Malin who, who won the penalty. But I, I was kind of surprised he uh, wasn't jumping on that one as much, maybe because he didn't actually win it. But, yeah, he, he really wanted to take that penalty. Yeah, uh, Malin got the, or was awarded the penalty in the Boca yeah. game. But... Yeah. Uh, that that Cone game and really both games again. You could, it's not really exclusive to either or, but you know we looked pretty good those first opening minutes uh, against Cone specifically. I'll just say that, and you know we score early on, but then kind of fizzle out and attack after that. Uh, Cone grew into the game really well, had good spells of possession in that first half. There was almost like it felt like fifteen or so minutes where Cone was just consistently playing in our half, pinning us back but they had nothing to show for it. Even, that, even a shot on goal. I mean, I think the, after the first half, the XG was like 0. 0.04 for Cone. So they didn't really produce anything with it, but they were dominating possession for that spell. And uh, we just didn't really have much of an answer. Even on the, uh, on the other side of the ball too. I mean, again, same problems and build up. Uh, Ozchan is, you know, proving to be more of like a destructive midfielder, ball winner, which he, he always was that, but he's more that than rather than like a progressive carrier or playmaker. So really just needing that playmaking number six or an, even an eight that can help with the issues that we mentioned plenty of times before. But um, yeah, uh, pretty overall, not a terrible game, but um, a lot to be desired in possession again. Um, what are your thoughts on Malin lately? I know early in January, uh, a lot of speculation that he might be going, uh, especially with um, Sancho coming in. It was kind of like that might be a swap and he might be out the door. And I know he switched agents and there was a lot of talk and um, and a lot of speculation that he was upset and really wanting a move. Seeing him on the field now, like I, I don't see that as much. And obviously he's like, He's been really good uh, right off the bat for 2024. Um, he's contributing, obviously, uh, like we've seen in these last two matches. And I feel like he looks happy, too. And I don't know if it's if it's change that's happened behind the scenes, um, if maybe that stuff was a little too much speculation. Um, but I really like... I mean, I, I've i been a big Malin fan, and I was going to be really sad to see him go. And I like that he's, he's contributing and performing well. And it, he appears to be happy from... From my perspective, at least. So I don't know uh, if you had a take on on Malin and uh, in or out, or, or just your your thoughts on his performances lately. Well, I mean, from what we've seen, it looks like he is the one that's pushing the move more than us. Even though it looks like we have explored that idea in the past, but Malin just, I guess, hasn't really warmed up to 
uh, really a number of things, I guess you could call it with really the culture or some of the players, um, at times Terzik as well too. But I, I, again, it, this, this is a big spring for us. So we don't really know when it comes to arrivals or departures, where we're going to end up in the next like six, seven months, but it is going to be a very important window for us to figure some things out because Malin, although he can be a streaky player, he is a player that is hot at the moment. Uh, at least, you know, in, in some form of uh, fashion that he's contributing here and there. I'm not saying all 90 minutes he's been glorious, but he has been uh, contributing more. But I want to talk about Matson too real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mentioned it before already, but it is scary how much he adds to this team and just the, again, very small sample size we've had with him so far. I mean, if the release clause is reportedly going to be around $35 million, I think Dortmund really need to prioritize him as our number one target in the summer over Sancho, which I put out a poll actually on our page asking if you could sign one permanently, whether it be Matson or Sancho, who would you go with? And we had 69% of the people that voted that said Matson, and for similar reasons that I would say, and, and it's no secret, but he just, he is the exact kind of fullback that we've been lacking for a long time. Now, you could arguably even say, you know, Guerrero doesn't bring a lot of the qualities that he has to the table, whether it's just like his tenacity, and you saw that in abundance in both games, his desire to get back and track back and win the ball back, his athleticism, his dynamism is, uh, I mean, he's, you could say they're pretty much on par with their crossing. Guerrero was also a very good uh, passer in that sense, but Matson is definitely showing that department as well. I mean, he just adds so much to this back line and attack, you name it. Very important player for us, again, just in a few games. Yeah, I said it a couple of weeks ago in that last episode. I think it was after one match, but I was like, sign him. Like, let's, yeah. get, let's get him signed. And I mean, my, I, I also did, like, I understand, like, that at that, I mean, now we're three matches in, right? And we're seeing the consistency. And I mean, he's still so young, too. I think he's only 21. Um, and he could be riding hot streak. He might dip off a little bit, but like, that's okay, I think, with a player so young. But my main point was like signing sign him was like if we saw this consistency through these next six months uh five to six months whatever um i would much rather have like sign him this guy who's been in the system and performing hopefully consistently than to just bring in another like let him go because we think 35 or whatever is too high and then bring in another fullback for for cheaper like if he's doing a really good job and playing in the system um then like pay just pay the money let's do it and yeah, he, I I love I love watching him, and I'm so happy that he's just been performing. Also, I think it was in the the Boca match. Like the commentator said something about he went to a Dortmund United game in the Champions League, like a few years back. Like he went as a fan, hmm. so it was like this dude's just been low key like a Dortmund fan too. Like hell yeah, sign him! Like <laughs> just pay the money now. I don't care. Like he's performing. Um, I love too that we're we're seeing something a little different and um. As far as he's like playing this inverted role too, where he's he's dipping into the midfield, yeah, um, yeah. which is is just a really and maybe this is maybe we talk uh, Shaheen and 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 Bender, uh, like, is are they bringing these slightly different tactics? Like we're I know we we saw a different formation again in the Bochum game too, and maybe that was out of necessity too. But it, it already seems like we're seeing different dynamics with with strategy, and especially with Matson going to the mid midfield, um, we haven't seen that before if i'm mistaken and um yeah i I don't know he's he he's a player who he's comfortable 
getting the ball in the midfield. He's comfortable progressing the ball. He has really good vision. Like you've seen him as far as just like crossing, like switching the field of play. His um, pass to Mullen yeah. was in, it was beautiful. It, yeah. and, uh, even the technique of him actually pulling it off. Just, yeah, like you said, the vision for actually him to pick out that pass to begin with. And he's like defensively too, like he's winning. He's a small dude, but he's been winning a ton of headers too. Like he's good in the air. Um, I, I love him already. It might be, is, is it too soon to just say that I love him and I want him here forever? Uh, probably, but that's how I feel because we've been seeing really good performances from him. So, Yeah, people have been saying that even before us weeks ago, you know, whenever he had just one, a single performance for us. And yeah, he has shifted. It seems like as the games have worn on, maybe after like the hour mark, he's dipped in a bit more in the midfield. I imagine that's more of a tactical decision. I don't see much of a problem with it outside of I just hope we're not putting too much weight on his shoulders to where he has to like overcompensate and try to do everything because our back line, at least going forward, you know, the fullback department kind of lacks a lot of what we've been needing in it for a long time now. But uh, yeah, I mean, form, it, it may dip, who knows, but we know the kind of player that he is in just these short um, performances or short amount of games that he's had so far. But he, again, he is a player that I think would really thrive here full time. And we mentioned already, yeah, the beautiful pass to Mullen, which put the game to bed. I mean, Cohn just, you know, they eventually basically just gave up uh, after that goal. And, you know, despite losing uh, possession at times in the second half, we showed a lot more pers- perseverance and willingness to actually go out and win this game. And Cohn just looked completely defeated. And, and Matson really uh, helped a lot again to try to get the game to bed early on. Um, if you didn't have anything else, I wanted to touch on Henry Blank real quick, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, go for it. I was just going to mention, obviously, Makoko doing the Makoko thing. Yeah. Stepping in with the Makoko minutes. Uh, but yeah, you can touch on Henry Blank. Yeah, we could talk about him too, but making his senior debut coming on a halftime. I mentioned already for, for Nicolas Sule, who came off, whether it's fitness or a small tweak. But despite uh, him being, you know, having a question asked of him very early on, like literally seconds into the second half, he really fit in well. I mean, he looked very up to speed of the game. Again, for making your senior debut, he did not look out of place whatsoever. Of course, he's a center back, but he had 98% of his passes completed. He had 67 touches. It's a lot of touches, you know, for a, a, a defender who's, again, not made a senior debut. It's it's a lot asked of him, especially in a team like this who has so many, so many uh, just deep issues with our buildup play, especially coming out from the back. So, you know, he was able to fit well into that too. He had three out of his four accurate long balls. He had a few clearances, a few headed clearances, a few ground duels. Uh, so, I mean, very impressive senior debut. I'm, just from that sample size alone, I'm hoping to maybe see a bit more of him as the second half of the season goes on because, again, we still need a little bit of help and, and depth in the center back department. Yeah, I, th- I thought he looked like really good too, especially I, he did get minute. He got quite a few minutes in the, um, during the, the winter break in those friendly matches. Uh, and that was out of necessity cause we were, <laughs> Matson wasn't here yet. I think we even saw him play left back a little bit because that was just, we had nobody. Um, but he did get a lot of good minutes there, which I, I think is key to him being able to come in and be successful, but also like what was being asked, like he's a left, left sided center back. So Schlotterbeck shifted over to the right. Um, and you have Matson and Henry Blank on the left, which is just that seems like a lot to put on those those two guys, right. but right. handled it well. Like um, 
And again, with with Matson dipping in the midfield, like you saw this pretty often, that means uh, Blank was kind of going out further left because he kind of dropped to this wide back three uh, when Matson goes to the midfield. And still, like still, I, th- I thought he he stepped up. And uh, yeah, I I have called. I know early early on in the season, I talked about Koulibaly and like why'd we even let him go on loan when when we clearly need the depth. So that's where I still stand. It's like what where could we be with Koulibaly still here? Um, the fact that we're having to pull in blank from the second team clearly means that we need like the uh, another body. I'm glad that he performed, but I'm still along the lines of like I wish we had a little more, slightly more experienced Koulibaly um, in getting some some minutes too. Because obviously, like it, I know he's playing a lot at Antwerp is where he's on loan at, um, and that's very valuable to get those minutes. But it's like he would have been getting some minutes here too. I honestly don't know if he would have, to, to be real with you. I mean, of he course. Would have, he would have played this game. He would have been <laughs> in for this game. You can't, if we're playing That's Henry fair. Blank, you can't tell yeah, me Koulibaly ha- wouldn't be getting minutes. Yeah, but half of the season is gone though already, right? I mean, 16 matches he's played for Antwerp. I'd rather take that than just the 45 minutes he's had here in the in the single game against Colin. I mean, who knows? Though? Blank again could be getting minutes more and more as this uh, this spring goes on, but yeah, just wanted to touch on him too. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Mukoko. I mean, he is just doing everything he can to try to get some minutes into this team. He looks so lively on the ball and can just do so much with so little every time you see him on the pitch too. I mean, he makes something out of nothing. And so many of our attacks, his game has really evolved just in this very short time here so far. As like, you know, I mean, he's been here obviously in the youth system much longer than he has been at, at senior at the senior level, but still you see him really improving in a lot of different areas so far. Of course, he's not a finished product. Nowhere near the fact, actually, but uh, he's just really exciting to watch. I also want to touch on Mounier a little bit. Um, For someone who we had completely written off, for, I mean, I would say, like, good reason. Like, the club had tried to sell him. Um, He hadn't played in so long because he had a really long injury. Um, So for for someone we almost didn't have on the radar because we just kind of, like, brushed him aside to be able to come in. And I don't think he's been great by any means, but to just be like stable, I'm like, cool, great. I'm like in like Ryerson coming back um, will be so clutch. And like, can you imagine Matson and Ryerson like both playing? It's going to be amazing. But like to just have Mounier, like I, I feel just, I feel a lot more comfortable with Mounier over Wolf starting at right back. Um, and so that's, I think that's also key, like to just have him slot back in and be just stable is, is really good too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't really disagree with you in the fact that Mounier is still probably preferable than Wolf, even though very little football, very disappointing for the past like year plus, but both of them really, but, uh, yeah, Mounier. I won't say too much more just because I didn't really have much of an opinion over the past few games outside of what you said. But yeah, I would say the same thing. Pretty stable. Very excited to have Rearson back as well, though. I had that in my notes, actually. I'm very excited for both Matson and Rearson for those fullbacks. Of course, you know, uh, that's not going to finish or it's not going to be the answer to the problem in our buildup. It certainly is just going to add a lot more quality in that fullback department. Again, just on the right uh, specifically. But yeah. And on Mounier, like I'm not, I say stable because I'm not saying like, I don't think he's been fantastic, but I don't think he's done a lot wrong. 
Um, there haven't, haven't been too many things where I'm like, God, Mounier, get out of there. Like he's just been like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Almost like plug and play to a point. You know what I mean? Like it's just, he's in there and it's fine. And that's like <laughs> better than you could ask for. I think with given all of our, just the, the, all the situations. Um, so like it's been good, good timing for him to come back and just be stable again. Not, not high praise, but I'm not like ratting him out for anything. So, right. Cool. I'll take it. Uh, last thing I'll just say about the Cone game is just clean sheet. Those are a little bit of a gem when it comes to being a supporter of Dortmund, but finally got one. Well, I mean, every clean sheet for Koble is deserved. But he just finally actually got one here. He made a few saves. 4-0 against Cone is a pretty good result, pretty great result, uh, especially considering with just how poor we looked in the first match day against them in the reverse fixture. But uh, let's get into this Bolcom game here. So we have... Same back line, like I mentioned before, Koble is out due to an illness, if I'm not wrong. It was an illness with Brant and Royce, too. You have Sabitzer and Ozchan as the double pivots here with Sancho and Malin as kind of almost like winger attacking mid hybrids. And then you have the two striker system of Fulkrug and Mukoko up top. I think it's the first time we've done a full striker or two striker system this season, if I'm not wrong. People have been asking for it for a long time, but... I was trying to, <laughs> with this lineup, I was trying to figure out what was going on. I couldn't quite <laughs> tell uh, just like on the pitch because um, they were, I mean, they were kind of rotating the flying around a little bit. Like I couldn't tell if it was a 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 or like two two up top because uh, they were both I, a full crew more than uh, Makoko probably um, or drop in, in a little bit, which right. you see full crew do a lot. And like he, he, plays that role uh, decently well. And then Mokoko is going out wide quite a bit too. So I couldn't really tell, but yeah. Yeah, but Mokoko, when he's been dropping back to pick up the ball a bit deeper in the half, he's it's very different from Fulkrug, even though they both kind of have like similar ideas of dropping deep, trying to get involved in play there. But Mokoko can just do so much more at his feet. And it, again, he's so energetic and lively and, and fun to watch. And he's super skillful as well. But yeah, this uh, this Bolcom fixture. I mean, it's in recent men recent memory. It's always been a bit of a nervy one from a supporter's perspective, but of course, from a neutral one, it's it's been a cracker. And I don't know how many games in a row now. It's been frustrating for us as well. But uh, and it, we were awarded the penalty very early on, like we mentioned already by Malin, and it was converted by Fulkrug, which was really I mean, you know puts the nerves a bit. Uh, on the back burner, which is nice. I was expecting us to kind of steamroll at that point, honestly, just because we can be a team like that. You know, if we're hitting the ground running early on, we can be very dangerous. But Bochum, I mean, they still pressed with a lot of intensity, even arguably more so after they conceded that first goal in the first few minutes. And just, again, running into the same problems for the majority of this game. Uh, Bochum, again, pressing really high. We have little to no answer and build up. Little to no rotation uh, with the players and, you know, just trying to disorganize an opponent's structure. There was just very little movement. Uh, that can be a mixture of things, whether it's tactical decisions, Bochum again, and they're pressing with their efficiency and intensity, and it is not having a playmaking number six or eight. But it's just, it's remarkable how bad this team or how poor this team is in build up right now. It, not now specifically, but just for a long time in this season. It just, we just have no answers for it. Yeah, I thought, I thought the the last two matches we looked better, um, a bit better in build up, and then this game seemed like we we reverted quite a bit. Like, is it is it we finally 
we played at home and we feel the pressure more or like i i don't know but yeah this game was a, a lot more nervy um and yeah i think the penalty came from Malin breaking away obviously and that mm-hmm. was like our first chance of the game so it's like one and done cool we get a goal and then after that it was, it was pretty much nothing and this felt like it was hard to watch for a lot of the time um I feel like Matson. So back to Matson coming in. I feel like maybe that's what has helped build up a little bit. Like kind of giving another option, a skillful player diving in the middle of the field. Um, but again, I think those first two matches uh, restarting the season, and then this one was was not not good at all. Especially like how we see the goal. Um, like Schlotterbeck, oof, rough game for him, especially on this goal. But there were a couple other mom- moments too. But this whole how they got that ball back and whooped it back inside was just us like bungling the ball around losing possession like maybe three or four times in a matter of like 10 seconds for them to get the ball back break down the left real quick and then whip it in where you just see that that miscommunication and maybe a big part of that was like you saw a couple moments where miscommunication with Meyer and the center backs and maybe that's what it was like them just not being used to Meyer in goal uh, right. But clearly, like Meyer was calling for the ball, would have been an, an easy pickup for him, and Schlotterbeck comes sliding in to try to clear it, and just right, right in the net. I think it kind of deflected off him, off of Meyer into the net. But yeah, maybe that was more miscommunication. But really, really, I mean, it was miscommunication, and maybe it was because it was Meyer, not Koble. But the before that, though, it was the trying to play out, losing the ball multiple times, which led to that chance. Yeah, we did lose the ball a lot and build up. And it was it didn't even take too much for both. Of course, again, they were pressing, but it didn't take like some sort of brilliant plan for them to try to get us to cough up the ball. It was just us really not having a clue what to do with it and just giving it to them. And like you said, <clears throat> lack of communication from between Schlotterbeck and Meyer. I would also argue lack of just trust. And yeah. I mean, like you said too, that he's just not that used to him being a goal. And I don't know, just didn't uh, think he was going to be able to grab that, I guess. He said here on the interview, actually, just I think that was uploaded today, but Schlotterbeck said we lost the ball on the right. Striker has a slight advantage there. I want to make it clear to the back. Uh, Meyer thinks he's made a clear ball, and unfortunately, I just didn't hear him. I then tipped the ball, and it goes into the net. That's just bad luck. We'll have to do better next time. I thought my game overall, though, was really good. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to think that he had a good game, I guess, just given that that the blunder he had right before half and again put us in a position where the game could have it was tipping into another um potential result there not saying Bochum like deserved to come back or anything like that because they they weren't generating too much outside of that but still you know we can be our own worst enemy and we could have very easily been a different result in those first few minutes into the second half given it was a it was a pretty um intense game uh, we did see Sancho go 83 minutes, mm-hmm. um, which again, that's when it really hit me. Like, man, United are idiots because look, he's got match fitness. <laughs> he, w- he went from 30 minutes, 66 minutes, 83 minutes. You might play 90 the next one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good. We talked about Sancho a lot already, but I just, you, you like to see it. Um, and I mean, he's really. I know there was a discussion like who, where would he slot in? Who is he going to be taking other guys' minutes? Blah, 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 all this. 
But like he's come in and he he's putting in performances, which is what we need because we've seen the inc- inconsistency. Uh, Malin had the the tip in form. We haven't seen much of Adeyemi. Like he's had, he's been popping up in moments in Champions League, but outside of that, hasn't had a lot of good moments either. So it's like we we've seen Jamie Bino Gittens more recently, but again, it's such a young player. Like you, I don't think you can't you can just rely on him uh, week after week. Um, in this, I think this is a good role for. Like I love seeing JB. I love JBG. I love him starting. He's been performing really well. Uh, but again, you just need that competition too. Um, and maybe this is going to help Adiyemi kick in the gear. Was is Adiyemi sick too? I can't. I can't keep up with. He's still dealing with an injury, to okay. my knowledge. Yeah, that, that too. But like, we we needed. Like we, I don't think Sancho coming in is ever a bad thing. Like now at this point obviously but like to to see where we've been lacking um there's definitely a spot for him if if people aren't going to be consistent and and it's never bad to have that competition um and then if i go back to matson too real quick like when benzabaini returns at this point i'm i'm taking matson like yeah i mean i I don't disagree i don't disagree it's going to be really hard for Benzabaini to get back into this team. But again, maybe that's what he needs too. Like you need right. these people putting pressure on each other. And we, we just didn't have that. And now we, it's crazy. Like bringing two guys in, um, it, it's helping a lot. I think so. It really is. And to touch on Sancho. Yeah. He's just been such an asset and attack him. I cannot wait for him and JBG to be together for a number of reasons, but they are going to be very exciting if they want it to be like an attacking midfield duo going forward. Sancho has just been oozing with confidence too, which I mentioned already almost to a fault where like, I don't even think fitness is like his number one issue at the moment, as much as it is just like, I don't even know if it's sharpness, but he just, he has some moments there where he can pick his head up just a second earlier and, and pick out a pass or whatever. And I think that would benefit our attacks a lot more. But still, I mean, he's just he's ready to take people on. Again, you can see with his just his first touches too. They're very creative. He's trying to be a bit flashy. He's just he's a man that has not lost a, really a, a shred of confidence since he's been here, which is great. I mean, you almost would not expect a better homecoming at the moment. Maybe outside of him scoring his first goal so far, but yeah, he's been just a great asset in attack. Something we've really needed because. Besides Jamie Vinyl Gittens, and I've yeah. mentioned this too plenty of times this season, he JBG has been like the most consistent attacker or winger, I should say, this season so far. Malin has yeah. been somewhat streaky. Adeyemi's been very questionable. So I mean Durinville, of course, has not played a single minute. So we've we've needed some help there. Yeah, and I think that will come too, uh, as far as like Sancho and and being a little like thinking a little more or being better. Um, like as far as looking up, like you can imagine he's just having a lot of fun, just like getting out there and like going crazy. Um, but also like just him taking players on, like just him on the wing on the ball is also going to strike fear into defenders too. Right. Like you, so that's a benefit in itself. And I think we're seeing it too. It's just creating, um, I mean, maybe in this game, not so much towards the end, but like creating chances, but it's just another dynamic, to our game which is very beneficial yeah forcing us to play wide too which i haven't mentioned yet that again we haven't been using the width much and you can just tell that he is that's where he thrives the most is just to really sit as wide as you can almost on the touch line 
And then right when he gets the ball, he has an ability to isolate a defender, go 1v1. Malin will kind of, or Mons, or Monson will kind of slip inside there. Uh, but Sancho will just keep that that width in the team and, and just try to stretch a back line and uh, really disorganize them. And it's been it's been effective so far. But again, just like the other things I mentioned with you know our build up play and, and I haven't mentioned yet our passive defending at times and, and both of these games, these are against teams that are either in the relegation zone or right outside of it. So I really I'm not too confident still of how we're going to perform against the likes of PSV. We do ha- we do still have some other relatively i don't want to say easier but um low level fixtures in the coming weeks like, like we have heat and next but still you have some big games coming up after the fact again with freiburg volsberg and then psv those are going to be games that teams are going to be able to punish you with more quality if we are making the same mistakes we are now yeah i i mean i think we got so lucky with this um this schedule right coming into right. january because Obviously, change happened. Um, we got our new assistant coaches in the door, and and these games like they've been nice test matches almost, like to kind of get back into the flow of things or like re try new ideas or see what's working and what's not. Like, but but like you said, like these are the matches like we should be winning, and I think we we said this before the season started back up too. Like we should be winning these matches regardless. Um, but there's there's tougher co- competitions or tougher matches coming up, and bigger competitions as well. I am Champions League, obviously. Um, so I, I was gonna ask you. I had it in my notes to ask you, like, is it too soon to hope? Because like, <laughs> yes, yes, looking, looking, full stop. W- looking back at at last season, obviously. Now we come out <laughs> win our first three matches. We're like, we're flying, and I'm sure some people are super hyped. And I'm, I mean, I'm trying not to get overhyped because yes it is too soon especially looking at the teams we're playing um yeah things but, are gonna uh, get real and uh we, we should enjoy the fact that we are already back in top four that is yep. that part surprised me more than anything else i mean i thought it was going to be a bit of a struggle to climb back but leipzig have dropped points in all three games so far this calendar year they've t- just they've taken three losses in a row which fuck them uh, of course, you have Stuttgart dropping some points here and there. Not many, but I mean, a lot more than they had the first half of the season. So we have snuggled ourselves right back into a Champions League spot. I think we still, I mean, we're only one point behind Stuttgart now too. So, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question for us to finish in top three. But yeah, I I don't even want to have that conversation <laughs> about coming back for the title. It, I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely too soon, but it is, it's okay to be, I think, uh, it's okay to be excited. Like, take it in, enjoy it. Uh, we yeah, just gotta, yeah. we just gotta prove it and keep going. And uh, yeah, it'll be just interesting to see how we match up against the the big boys because <laughs> those are the teams we should beating, be beating, and we should beat them comfortably. I know Bochum is always a can always be a tough game, um, and that game was not pretty. But to be able to get those two later goals, um, and I think push through even when the game wasn't necessarily going our way, um, is is a positive sign as well right no, i agree the last thing i'll say about this bokum game you have reyna coming on at as a number 10 mind you i really thought he was going to start i mean the two players that are ahead of him in his position were both absent and he still does not get a start which is very concerning or alarming at this point but he does get what 25 minutes this game he actually comes in as a number 10 he's been sitting a lot deeper this really uh, this whole season so far 
and he still had moments of dropping deeper, but he just was in his favorite position, which is cool to see. You could, so you get to see him like thrive a lot more. And uh, the foot mob rating was pretty shocking, in my opinion. With I think they gave him like a six, considering how well he did. Uh, when we switched away from the two striker system, bring in Reyna, have more passing options as midfield. I mean, I think he did a lot. He created some chances, yeah. drove the ball forward a lot better than pretty much anyone in the field at the time, at least from how deep he was. Uh, got some good touches here and there. I mean, just the ball is just glued to his foot whenever he gets it, whenever he receives the ball. I mean, especially when we get into that uh, attacking third. I mean, he's just so, so dangerous. And it's a shame that we're not playing him more, again, because you need a system to really suit him uh, and attack at least. But the way he could just carve defenses up in that final third is just, he just has the perfect weight on his passes as well. He's a joy to watch. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot when he came in and yeah, just driving, getting the ball and driving uh, right down the middle and then like dishing it off, like had a lot of moments where he dished it off and J- I think it was JBG on a few occasions, like mm-hmm. took some shots. I think there was there was also an opportunity where he probably should have just had a rip and like dished it off too, but yep. I'm not mad about it. Like I'm not mad about him being selfless and um. Yeah, I don't know. I I liked it a lot. It is it is telling though, just like maybe like what you think or what Terzic, if he's making that call, um, thinks of him when you have a, an opportunity for him to possibly start, and we change the system to play two strikers um, is a little telling and unfortunate. And of course, lately, like we haven't touched on it yet, but there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors. Um, about him, a lot of interest in him, um, which we're seeing pretty official uh, for Israel Romano talking a lot about. Um, I think just interest from the last one was Nottingham Forest. I don't know if there was an official bid, but conversations. Um, I haven't seen anything. Again, I haven't had a phone, so maybe I missed it, but I feel like there was a lot of talk and then it died down. That could have just coincided with me not having a phone, so maybe you can update me. But uh, I, I don't have too much. I mean, for those of you that haven't heard, he left his agency a few weeks back and his new agency and, his, of course, his dad as well. Claudio is looking to push a move So for reasons we already know. But like you mentioned, the rumors at the moment kind of halting. I'm not sure if Dortmund are looking to keep him because I've seen in the press conference, Terzik was saying he's expecting him to have him in the squad for the Friday game against Heidenheim or Heidenheim. But yeah, who knows? I mean, I know Carol has also kind of touched on it as well here and there with the media and kind of saying that we need to, we will reevaluate after the Bochum game. So who knows? I mean, they better reevaluate quick. Yeah. But also if Nottingham Forest doesn't make a, <laughs> doesn't make a, uh, a bid, uh, then we'll see what happens. But what, so we're recording Monday night, the 29th, a couple days left in the window. Yeah. Why? Well, by we'll see what happens Friday, I guess. By by Friday, we'll we'll know what happens. Who knows? By the time this episode drops, there might be news out there too. That's yeah, usually how it goes with us. That's that, usually how it goes. Was that match just like a final, like putting him in the shop window that's one what, last that's time? That's what people were saying. It was like almost like a farewell. Um, he looked good though, and I'd be really sad if he went. But uh, yeah, I mean, you want to move on to uh, match Friday, Friday footy, Heidenheim. Uh, yes, we have three game, three wins in three games, all nine points, just slingshotting us back into the top four. But now we come up against one of the biggest surprises of the league this season. Of course, you have Leverkusen and uh, Stuttgart, really surprising a lot of people. But I mean, you have to look at the table and say, Hedenheim for a team that was just promoted is sitting in tenth place 
only a few points behind uh, Freiburg, who's in seventh. And they've had some impressive results this season. I mean, if, I mean, for starters, they are undefeated since December and only two losses since November. So, I mean, they have been really picking up a lot of points in the past few months. Uh, Frank Schmidt has done a fantastic job with them so far. He's been there. He's been there for a long, long time. But you can see, you know, which is what he's bringing to the Bundesliga, and it's they've been fun to watch. I am a bit more nervy again. We are away this time. This will be again against a team that might punish us for some more of our mistakes that we've been making lately. But I'm hoping that we can just continue riding this confidence and pick up some more points. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be maybe a little arrogant here, and I'm gonna say two one us. To be different, because uh, I feel like I always predict two one. I guess three one is usually my optimistic go to, right. but I'm gonna say two zero because I I'm feeling another clean, clean sheet. sheet. Let's go. But also, I'm I'm pretty scared because we drew Heidenheim two two. At home, um, I mean, granted, a lot of yeah. things have changed, and maybe you can say we're playing better than we were back then. I think I don't know. I think the problems that we had this game are pretty. That game, excuse me, are the pretty much the exact same ones that we're continuing to have this day. I remember we were up two nil against them in the first fifteen minutes in the reverse fixture, and we've definitely dropped some leads since then, and should have done better against a number of teams. But yeah, I'm hoping something like that does not happen again. Yeah, well, I'm just going to go with our current momentum. It's going to pull us through, hopefully. Um, yeah, I'm going to say 2-0, but I don't know. I am excited because it's, oh, I was going to say because it's Friday, and Friday means I usually work from home and I can watch the game. I will not be able to watch this one live on Friday, unfortunately, because I will be traveling for work. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch Best, he's been insane this season. He's this is his, I think this is his first year in the Bundesliga. I could be wrong. Maybe he played a few when he was at Bremen, but he's got 12 goal contributions in 17 games, which is just very impressive. All right. Any, I mean, you got anything else on this match? Or? That's it. Let's hope we can start the year off with four. I know. And we had, I'm going to steal a stat from Adam here, Adam Dorowski, who is one of our great friends. Let me see here. Yeah, so this is not like us. We're not a stranger to having a very successful January uh, for Dortmund. I mean, in 2019, we had, Two wins, 2020, two wins, 2021. We had three wins out of six. That was like our worst in recent years. Then three wins in 2022, three wins in 2023, and then 2024, of course, also three wins. So hopefully we can continue, yeah, get this streak going and pick up some more points. Didn't we go 10? Or was that 10 unbeaten last season? Are you talking about in the second half of the season? Yeah. It was, it was, was 10 straight late? wins. Out right out of January, or did we drop Correct. one? Okay, yeah, yeah, because it was. It uh, I, I definitely now, if my memory is not mistaking me, the first win was against Mainz in January. Okay, and then I guess there are some Champions League ones or Europe, whatever. Playing. I don't know. No, I, I was wrong. Sorry, that was against Augsburg. Actually, Mainz was the very next game. It was four three against Augsburg. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I do want to make a note that before we started recording, Carver said we'll do a quick 30 minute, 25 to 30 minute episode. I said 30 to 35. All right. But we always say that. And this is, this is pretty much our sweet spot. We were covering two <laughs> matches. Got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, um, that's true. 
anyways, yeah. So uh, no, we really appreciate you guys hanging out and listening. Uh, make sure you join us on Discord. And if you're not familiar with Discord, um, it's kind of like a it's a fancy group chat. Um, it's categorized different ways. And if you have feedback, so if you have been in it for the last two weeks, and if you have feedback, just drop that in the uh, in the chat. Let us know if, if we should change anything up. Um, and again, I haven't been in it in about a week, so hopefully it just hasn't all fallen apart. Hopefully there are still people in there. I think there should be. Um, <laughs> I'm going to download Discord right when we stop recording and get back on it. But yeah, there's a link to join the Discord if you want to check it out in the description of this episode. And uh, yeah, that's it. Dortmund on Friday, and we will be back next week. Friday Night Football. See ya.